I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. And then hopefully, as the experts are predicting, as I think a lot of us are predicting after having studied it so hard, you're going to start seeing some real light at the end of the tunnel. But this is going to be a very painful, very, very painful two weeks. That is an extraordinary statement out of the president of the United States. Need America to be prepared for a very painful couple of weeks. This is from the New York Times. Striking his most somber tone on the subject to date, Mr. Trump said the virus is a great national trial unlike any we've ever faced before and said it would require the full absolute measure of our collective strength, love, and devotion in order to minimize the number of people infected. Uh, it is uh, It is that. We, uh, we were talking earlier, we think maybe it's a top 10 world history event, what's going on right now. Yeah. And it certainly may be, and uh, it certainly seems to be according to the uh, guy in charge of the U.N., who said we are facing a global health crisis unlike anything since World War II, one that is killing people, spreading human suffering, and upending people's lives. Um, they put out a new report looking at the, uh, the virus and the economics of it and everything like that for the whole world. This is much more than a health crisis. The coronavirus is attacking societies at their core, with more than 30,000 dead across Europe and the virus still spreading ferociously. Millions across the continent resigned themselves to hunkering down for weeks or more, possibly months, all across Europe. Britain, France, and Spain all experienced their highest death tolls yesterday. Britain, France, and Spain. Wow. And Italy was the day before that. Not good. So that's not a good, uh, that's not a good trend line right there. This is something. It is absolutely something. I don't know what you say other than, well, you just you just do one day at a time because we're not we're not at, we're not at the end of this yet. We're not even close apparently. Well, it's yeah, it will have some good effects, some positive effects, I believe. It's also immediately having some terrible effects. For instance, I'm at FoxNews.com right now and see not one but two headlines involving Doctor Oz, who is a quack. <laughs> this has led to a resurgence of respect. For that self-promoting, crap-selling charlatan, I don't know what's going on at Fox News. Stop it. You would have thought that people like him would have disappeared in a one of the great crises of all time. You'd think. Nope. Oh, there's Dr. Oz. Uh, plus a couple of FBI warnings about scams going on right now coming up. God, the, 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 the head of the U.N. saying this is the biggest challenge since World War II. It clearly is. It's just... Sometimes it's hard to wrap my head around it. It's also hard to wrap. I, I, I'll I go through my day. Maybe this happens to other people. Like we're doing, you know, getting dinner ready. Got the kids trying to keep them occupied. You're FaceTiming your friends. We're coloring over here. We're doing whatever. And you kind of forget about it. And then it like pops back into your head. Oh, yeah. Right. We're in the midst of the biggest crisis in a century or maybe of all time. Oh, yeah. I forgot there for a couple of hours. Mm. It's just weird. And not as easy, like World War II, you kind of, obviously very difficult situation, but I know what we got to do. We got to figure out a way to beat the Nazis. <laughs> let's let's come up with a way to do that. And I know where they are. They're over there. There ain't no Nazis right here. No chance one's coming into my house tonight. Now yeah, there's some, Jack, it some. It ain't, ain't true for the freaking commie virus. It could be coming in my house today if I touch the wrong thing. No, I got a nice note to that uh, point from a uh, longtime listener, uh, Randy. In San Jose, it would be useful if the public knew what metrics and measures and statistics are being used or being considered to be used as a measure of our progress as a society 
against the objective of lifting or easing the shelter in place. If you know what the objective is and how it is reached or measured, you might be more involved in actually reaching that's it. That's it right there. I that's, think that's an excellent yeah, point. That's what I was just talking about. I don't. I know with the Nazis, they're over there, and I know what we got to do. We got to kill enough of them that they're either all dead or they surrender. I got a pretty good idea of what the end looks like. With this, I don't. Yeah, to continue to quote Randy, I don't think trashing the economy is the long-term answer for anybody. An economy functions on emotion, hope, fear, optimism, pessimism. Uh, just a few weeks ago, there was a great deal of optimism with the stock market reaching record highs, record unemployment, record low, obviously, more people seeking jobs. But then it's it's fragile and it's turned, as he points out. We can't do this forever, and forever might not be months and months and months. As people start running out of money and everything that goes with being ordered to stay at home, that sense of optimism and civic duty we were talking about earlier is going to evaporate. So I'm not calling for anything rash, but at some point we do need to know the plan, even if it is drastic. And that was a, a weird sort of criticism I had for the administration. I mentioned it earlier uh, yesterday's news conference, press conference briefing, whatever, and I think these are very useful, and I'm glad they're doing them. It was two-plus hours, and was was scattershot. It depended partly on what uh, questions reporters asked, some of them sharp, astute reporters, some of them you think, how did you get your job? Did everybody else quit? So I haven't watched these. Can, can a reporter say, I have a question for whoever's up there, or do they go yes. one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they usually do a presentation. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, the president talks, uh, Mike Pence talks. The Surgeon General has not been up there lately, and I think it's, hmm, I'm not sure he's the uh, sharpest scalpel on the tray. So far, I keep hearing him lying about masks. I saw yes. him on one of the shows this morning, so I'm I'm not really looking for him. Yes, and masks work, by the way. It is no longer a, a question at all. In fact, that do we have that uh, quote from the uh, uh, the good doctor, Dr. Fauci? Uh, talking about uh, considering widespread mask usage. Maybe that was yesterday. But anyway, so the, the nature of these things is they do the little presentations and all, and they're helpful and they're good, but they're a little longish. And then hours of answering reporters' questions, and I appreciate the transparency. I think it's a wonderful thing. But in terms of what the American people take away from it, the key points in terms of uh, strategy and emotion and what you can do and what the government's doing for you and the rest it's it's like sometimes some days i get in to do the show and i've got half a ream of articles and emails and things and i just you drown in it Mm. and you can't find the stuff you're looking for and i'm afraid the messaging from the administration has gotten so generous that it's you know the the proverbial drinking from a fire hose well in general these um press conferences aren't designed for people to watch they're they're designed for the press to be there they get the nugget of information and then write a story that the public sees. You don't yeah. think that's what's going on here? You think that people are taking it in through the press conference itself? Well, yeah, a lot of people are. A tremendous number of people are. I just, I think the administration needs to have a daily three-minute, five-minute infomercial, info show. Here's the key five minutes and do it every single day. Have you ever seen Nate Silver's stuff that he does? Um, mm. He does it on ABC this week, every week. He's really good at it. So he's the no. stats guy, and uh, it's all politics and poll numbers stuff like that. But he's he he um he he has like fun modern like graphics. But if Bernie Sanders were to, you know, and then it's got a funny graph with a big head on it and stuff right. like that, and it Bernard just, Sanders, yeah, it lays yeah. out all this information. He ought to be in charge of 
like a two or three minute thing every single day coming out of the uh, the government with the stats of the day and where it's going and stuff like right. that presented in a um, really easy to grasp. Yeah, I think that would be right. really helpful. There is so much disinformation, misinformation. I uh, I have over here an article, I think it's from Reason.com, that debunks the notion that the British researcher vastly downgraded his predictions, which is something we were talking about the other day. And I've read it twice now. It's still confusing, and it has to do with the various models and estimates and flattening the curve and not flattening the curve and whatever we post-flatten the, the now roundy curve and the rest. Of it. It's just it's, it's mystifying. And I think a lot of Americans uh, are drowning in information and misinformation, and, and that would be a, a really good step forward. On the other hand, if they get up there and they say, masks don't do any good, so don't bother. But we need masks critically for medical professionals because they work so well. I mean, if they say crap like that, then it's not going to do any good. No. I mean, I already went into this cynical, but it, it just it reinforced what I already knew. When an authority tells you something like that, you have to wonder, hmm, is that the truth or is that benefit them somehow? If I'm supposed to run to that door, would I actually be better off going to that door? I might be. I'm going to use my own judgment. I've always been that way anyway, but this just reinforces that. Yeah. It makes obvious, intuitive sense that some sort of cloth across your nose would stop some of the droplets from coming in and certainly a lot of them from going out of your mouth to other people. It's just intuitive, and And obviously it's true. And it's known that the more of this you suck in, the worse off you are. So even if it cuts it by a third, it's a good thing. Have a great piece on uh, It's Time to Face Facts, America, Masks, Work. Uh, We'll share that with you in a couple minutes. Hey, we got one text. uh, Oh, the the scams. I told you I'd I'd tell you about the scams. I want to hear that, too. I'm glad we got hours more to go. Not really. Not really glad about that. Um, we got uh, we got a this. candid confession from the co-host. <laughs> we got this text about the education thing. Missing all this school is absolutely a big deal. My senior is missing AP prep. AP tests are going to be online, and some universities won't be taking them for the upcoming year. I've already seen slides in my students as I check in with them virtually. So this must be a teacher. Not all families are equipped to help their kids through this academically, socially, or emotionally. One of the few times I've disagreed with Joe. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a sense of that. And, and, uh, and I can see, I'm just looking at my own school years. So she's worried about high school seniors. Well, see, <laughs> I, I'm looking at my own school years. I can see it's hard to imagine missing a half a third grade that you can't catch up on really damn fast. But there, there are years, uh, like in high school where there's a freaking lot of information, a lot of studying going. If I actually skipped a half of that, I, I don't know. Well, um, it'll take some creativity my point is there will don't fall into static analysis where the change will be the only change and that the response to it will will just be what always happens there will be probably knowing educators idiotic um, new plans formed to deal with the setback and accelerate this drop that the rest and get the kids up to speed. i hope the decisions ha 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 i mean as a i mean jack you can attest to this I I learn more in, you know, a given month these days, well, not more than, but a, certainly a healthy percentage uh, that I did in high school or college oh, or whatever, absolutely. constantly absolutely. L- learning, and everybody does, you know. But, ha-ha, I wish this were true. I, I wish decisions were going to be made on what is absolutely the best to catch kids up to school, like, you know, go a month longer in the summer or whatever, and not made by teacher unions uh, right. and politicians as to what 
fits in with their agreements. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's again, that's ha-ha. So coming up next, your top three scams to look out for. One is hilarious, and I'm in favor of it. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. still see your friends. Use the app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the at home. <laughs> That's Samuel L. Jackson reprising his go to blank to sleep. Now with go to bl- stay the blank home. Yes. Uh, this is my the favorite headline I saw yesterday, the funniest one I saw yesterday. Andrew Cuomo's nipples take our minds off the coronavirus. Great Scott. Sorry, what? what? I never say that again. Well, it's got this picture of him in all his shirts. He's got his, uh, his high beams on, as uh, Governor Cuomo does. So there you go. Andrew's the governor. And, He's the governor, yeah. And uh, who, Chris, Chris Cuomo's is, the obnoxious, and self-righteous CNN anchor. And has the coronavirus. Right. Currently. Okay. So uh, a trio of scams you need to know about. Number one, there's not a lot you can do about this, but credit card skimmers are thriving. The more e-commerce, the more of these hacker skimmers who steal your uh, credit card information, all your information, while you're buying something online. They hack into the company that you're doing business with, and this uh, uh, computer security group is talking about what's going on, and they mention a couple of uh, companies in particular, um, Tupperware and Nutribullet. Risk IQ, this company first observed the Nutribullet attack at the end of February, but literally could not get in touch with the blender maker. They make those, they're super popular, make yourself smoothie blenders. They couldn't get anybody on the phone at Nutribullet. And they kind of helped them fix it eventually, but then the bad guys established a new skimming operation, same company, and they finally, finally uh, got her fixed. But Tupperware... Proved similarly difficult uh, to contact. Uh, uh, One thing that is maybe a side effect of what's happening right now is the number of people who are available to look at a website issue at companies is reduced. One person I spoke to at Tupperware got upset with me and said, basically, I don't know what to do about what you're asking me. (laughs) Everybody is working from home. It's a difficult time. I said, I completely understand, but you need to fix this. So I guess that's mostly a message if you're in computer security or whatever. The hackers are super excited about what's going on right now. Uh, Second thing is, there are a number of Costco-related scams going on right now. The FBI's San Diego office said Monday, scammers are texting about offers of goodies from Costco, saying it's part of a COVID-19 stimulus package for the store's loyal Mm. customers. They're stealing your money, your personal information, or both. Latest scheme boasts a $100 bounty or $110 in goodies from Costco. Uh, just click on this link and fill in the survey in return for your $100 worth of goods. The FBI is warning the public that Costco is not texting or using social media uh, uh, to provide the public a stimulus check or freebies or, or whatever. It's just not happening. Forget it. Then the final scam you need to be warned about. Warned about Nigerian princes. 
You've heard about this. No, Zoom bombing. Uh-oh. Teleconferences, everybody's using them. The classes are, your company is, your relatives are. Everybody's got the Zoom, and people are Zoom bombing. They are hacking in. And Here's my testicles. Disrupting. <laughs> disrupting. It would actually be, here are my testicles. <laughs> so these hackers are also using bad grammar. Uh, the Bureau has uh, multiple reports of conferences, some cases online classrooms, being disrupted by pornographic, hateful images, or threatening language. Uh, there is a bit of an element in this article of the snowflake. You have to fall to pieces every time you see a swastika. You know, or if anybody drops an N-bomb, everybody must be devastated. And even if there were no coronavirus, you need to sequester in your home for a month because you heard an N-bomb. It's it's that catastrophizing weakness and and celebrating falling apart that I find so disgusting. If you're in having society. a droning sales meeting on Zoom at your work and somebody hacked into it with some porn or a, a dancing monkey, would people be horrified, angry, or would 99% of them laugh? Right. You tell me. So while I am certainly not in favor of swastikas, nor racist language, nor horrific, uh, uh, nasty speech, I am in favor of disrupting whatever droning, boring meeting is going on (laughs) with something hilarious. I encourage you to do it. Just keep it cool, everybody. Keep it cool. Hey, we got some positive stuff coming up. We uh, we need to throw in some of the positive stuff from yesterday's press conference. Bring it! The Armstrong and Getty Show. But the reason why we feel so strongly about the necessity of the additional 30 days is that now is the time, whenever you're having an effect, not to take your foot off the accelerator. In the next several days to a week or so, we're going to continue to see things go up. We cannot be discouraged by that. Because the mitigation is actually working. So some of the positive news that came out of the press conference yesterday, and it was it was the most serious of them, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, certainly well, the was, most yeah. serious the Oops. president has sounded when they announced there's going to be 100 to 240,000 dead people, and the next two weeks are going to be rough. Yeah. Uh, so that's that was pretty serious news. But... It was uh, a lot of uh, what we're doing is working. Could be a lot worse. We got to keep doing it. And we could end up with a better outcome than uh, is being projected if we do even a better job of staying away from each other and coughing on each other and wiping our eyes, eyes and our faces. Mm-hmm. I saw again on there, keep your hands off your face. You've, yeah, you've, been dis- you've been discounting the keep your hands off your face. Please. You don't think that's going to work? No, you can you can minimize it or use the back of your hand or whatever. I've also been reading a great deal about masks. Uh, masks and rep- respirators and ventilators. There's so many different terms flying around. And and I just, the messaging has been so bad and has assumed that we're so dumb. I'm starting to understand some of the reasoning behind the, look, It's it could be worse to use a mask. It's because, you know, the mask traps what you don't want in you, but it stays on the mask. And if you use it over and over again, uh, then you got a whole swimming Petri dish full of the virus, for instance, how long does the on virus... the outer surface of your mask. How long can the virus stay alive on the mask? Well, and how might you be able to disinfect it? These are things we ought to know. Instead of the giant, you're all stupid directives from the uh, the Surgeon General, who hasn't been seen lately. Because I've got this latest uh, information from the New England Journal of Medicine on how long this virus lives on things. 
uh, as an aerosol in the air when people cough or sneeze, about three hours. So somebody could sneeze in this room. I come in three hours later. I don't even know if anybody's even been in here. Right. And it's still hanging in the air, and I breathe it in. That's disappointing. Floating around. Or I can obviously walk into an empty store. Wow, nobody here. Well, there's a sick person here before lunch. Yeah. And they coughed over in that aisle where you're getting your uh, whatever you're buying. And uh, it doesn't make any difference that there's nobody there. Mm. So that's troubling. Up to four hours on copper. Damn it. Pennies. Damn pennies. Um, Up to 24 hours on cardboard. A lot of talk about that because so many of us are ordering stuff through Amazon, having it shipped to our house. But if the uh, the guy who dropped off your packages has the commie flu and was touching your cardboard box, now you grab your cardboard box off the porch or whatever, and you got it on your hands. Yeah. You touch your face because you can't stop yourself. And- I hate to be a pain, but this reminds me very much of the news stories where you hear that whatever miscreant uh, could get up to 175 years in prison. And it's almost never, ever, ever the top number. So it can live up to 24 hours on cardboard. What's typical? I mean, that's what I would like to know. I really would like to know this. Is is that like, you know, a, a young a young boy who th- straps on the spikes and picks up a glove could hit up to 755 home runs in his pro career? I mean, come on. What's typical? Because we're getting Amazon boxes dropped off almost every single day. I'm not wearing gloves and stuff when I go out and get them. Maybe the most vulnerable point of our entire family is these Amazon boxes. Maybe. I don't know. What's a full hazmat suit cost, Sean? Can you Google that? I may just get me one. I had a beekeeper suit for a while. Really? But that'd be different, right? (laughs) Bees out, but not viruses. If the virus was half an inch long. (laughs) And buzzed. And flew. And you got it by being stung by the virus. Exactly. Um, and then finally, two. Are you still th- keeping bees, or no, no? Remember when I had that wasp problem? I've never oh, kept bees. Right. When I had that wasp problem at our house, I ended up having to get a new roof. I know it sounds extraordinary. Um, uh, I bought a beekeeper's uniform so yeah. that I could go out and even have a chance of spraying them and dealing with them. So look, it's look, pretty cool, though. That's a good feeling to be in the beekeeper suit. You just walk around, f you, you wasps, <laughs> whacking their nests. They're yes! going everywhere. I don't care. That's beautiful. I don't think I feeling. would trust the $7 hazmat suit on eBay, but when Durf. you start looking at the legitimate ones, it's looking like just shy of a uh, 1000 and then oh. up to like 2000 Oh, let's find something between seven and $1,000. i am willing to go, I don't know, $300 for a good hazmat suit. Got to have interchangeable filters, from yeah, what I understand. Yeah, but is it kind of like what you're just saying about the masks? So I've got my hazmat suit on. I'm strutting around town. I got no worries in the world. Sure, I go come anywhere on me. I go ahead. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Are you buying to install that decontamination chamber that all the hazmat suit people always change their hazmat suits right. on? And in? That's what I was going to say. When you get home and you take it off, you're touching it all, and you're putting it in the closet. And I mean, so then what happens? How about I just uh, float in my pool and turn over a couple of times? A little chlorine on there. Is that um, good enough? I don't know. And then finally, plastic and stainless steel, they claim in the New, Eng- New England Journal of Medicine, the latest information, two to three days. So that's why you got to wipe everything down. Oh, gee, That's really frustrating. I hope, I hope you're right. I think you probably are, that those are under, like, perfect conditions, everything coming together. Well, that was after that one report came out, somebody else came out and said, that's under lab conditions. Lab conditions are perfect. They're established so that nothing interferes. That's what labs are. Whereas the, the, the world is full of, you know, sunlight and humidity and dust and whatever else. So how does that factor in? Wind. 
America's scientists. Um, also, so we, uh, I saw we got blasted on Twitter by somebody. Not that this matters, because uh, no matter what you say, you get blasted. It's just part of the... That's funny. I was going to bring up a couple of the emails today. Probably just express the angst and anger that's in the air these days. But I just want to say to some of our friends, don't, don't do that to your friend. I mean, you, you have our attention without like going super extremo, I'm angry Twitter guy. I will read your email if you just say, hey guys, I think this maybe, you know, could be this way or whatever. I will read your, you don't have to go full on, I hate you, you have betrayed me, you angry lunatics. Back to you, Jack. So we did a segment or two yesterday questioning the whole, is 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 shutting down the economy this much the appropriate response for this level of thing, blah, 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 which any grown-up would uh, agree is a perfectly reasonable conversation to have. But of course. Some people think that uh, even uh, discussing that at all is... is you're being Sean Hannity or something. Please, that's not a business person nor somebody who uh, has a limited bank account. That's rich people, academics, and politicians who say S. I almost dropped an S bomb. <laughs> you were it so been a close red there. I got the shout, Sean. I, I mean, that's the close. closest you ever got. I oh. Oh. Woo! Freaking celebrities, rich newscasters, academics, and politicians whose lives are, they are as different from you and I as a, as a panda is to a squid. And ultimately, we got to figure this out. Both of which are for sale in those damn wet markets, by the way. <laughs> if you look you at Chinese would quit eating old panda squids. We'd be fine. Good news, kids. We got panda steaks and a squid salad tonight. Now, they're both room temperature, and they're a week old. Bats, yeah, for des- yeah. bats for dessert, Dad? Oh, you know we have bats for dessert, son. Oh, room temperature bat. <laughs> um, so More chocolate sauce, please, for my bat. This needs to be worked out by grown-ups assessing all angles of it, because we could have another one of these viruses in three years. Yeah. And we probably ought to have some knowledge as to how far do you shut down the economy how many people lose their jobs? How disruptive it is for saving how many lives? Figure this all out. And I was looking at some of your big flus throughout history. We all know about the Spanish flu. That killed more people than the Civil War killed in the United States. And that was at a time when information was so slow. It took a long time to catch on. It was even happening. And then coordinating and stuff like that would be difficult. But there was a, uh, the, the um, H1N1 in 2009 killed 13,000 people. I remember it was in the news, didn't worry much about it. I don't think any businesses shut down. In 1968, though, there was the H3N1, which killed 100,000 people. I'm not aware of shutting down the economy at all. 1968? What a godforsaken year that was, between the assassinations and the riots in Vietnam and then that flu. Who would bring a baby into this uh, world as troubled as all? <laughs> I've always thought that's hilarious. And the Dave Clark Five. I mean, oh, you've really please. added all together. Please. Uh, no, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, but so my point is, so there's 100,000 people died from that flu, and I don't know that, you know, we shut a lot of businesses. How about you go back to the H2N2 in 1957, killed 116,000 people, hmm. which are the numbers they were talking about yesterday in the press conference in very somber tones. Yeah. And... um I don't know that we did social distancing and, and shut down schools and closed businesses. Are those figures uh, in America? Yeah, those are all. Okay. Yeah, those are all U.S. figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that we had a, a, a special strain come through 
1957 that killed 116,000 people? No I idea. I was completely unaware of it. No clue. That was right at the end of the polio epidemic, too. So, eh, boy. Well, cheery, cheery. Oh, speaking of epidemics, uh, I'm sorry. I've been uh, holding on to this for days and days and days. Do not put the scooper in the ice. <laughs> Don't put it in the ice chesty thing. What are we talking about here? Put the ice scoop outside of it. How would you like it if one of your coworkers, you walked into the lunchroom and you saw them handling the ice? How would that make you feel? Well, my friends, if you put the scooper in the ice, you have everybody who's got ice putting their hands on the ice because they put their hands on the handle. Don't put the scooper in the ice. Where is this occurring? In the, the lunchroom here. Uh, you get among ice Among other it? places. We have ice there? I didn't even know we had ice. Oh, there. it's delicious. Hmm. It's icy cold. What do you put it in? A drink of some sort? What do I put it in? I use it to ice my swelling. I, I don't, I, <laughs> it gets I, the I, Cuomo nipples going. I uh, Exactly. I like to rub it on my nipples. <laughs> now, actually, I, I didn't know I, we had ice. I throw a couple of uh, uh, cubes in my coffee when I get it, because I'm such a pathetic junkie. I need to start drinking mm. it now. Gotcha. Yeah. And people are putting that the 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 gooey plague ridden handle thing back. Exactly, it's strictly forbidden in the restaurant industry. It's a serious health violation. You get busted for that, they close you down. You might as well have cockroaches the size of house cats running your around your restaurant as the scooper in the ice bucket. Don't do it. Okay. Don't go there. I wonder if we're going to all become germaphobes, and like be too clean, and then like the the half of. 500,000 are going to die in 20 years because we've ruined our immune systems by uh, by having an entire generation of germaphobes. Washing their hands every five minutes. Yeah, never touching anything, never sharing anything. Oh, good. All right. Let's deal with the current problem, all right? I'm Captain Dystopia. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Not even done with this one. I'm coming up with the next one. Give it a rest. That's the way I do it. You're killing me over here. Uh, Tiger King back in the news again today. It's in the news every day. It's because it's awesome. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. show about a private zoo owner escalating his feud with a rival to a nearly murderous level could get any more shocking. Tiger King, the Netflix phenomenon fascinating millions with its cast of salacious characters. Your whole audience will say, oh my god, that guy has a mullet. And exotic big cats. Now sparking new interest in a cold case. One of the biggest questions from the seven-part true crime docuseries, what happened to Carol Baskin's former husband, Don Lewis? They believe Carol fed him to a tiger. Yeah, they so, know what happened. So or multiple tigers, let's and, not quibble. And so uh, the, the sheriff's department down there is like uh, put more people on the case and... They're reopening it, and they're asking for clues all across the country, and there are various private eyes who think here's their chance to make a big name for themselves or oh boy. pouring resources into it. So if she did get away with murdering her husband, uh, she's got to be a little nervous now. She probably thought she was out of the woods up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, boy, it'd be tough to him. get a conviction, though. 
at this point, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I saw one uh, one story. I think it was Wired.com. Why is this show so popular? It's appalling. <laughs> yes, you idiot. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> yes. I, well, I'll just speak for myself, and if you haven't seen Tiger King on Netflix, it's worth a watch. I, I tell people they should watch it just to, to get an idea of... Uh, the number of damaged people that exist in the world, the number of, if not, you know, legitimately crazy, just just damaged. Yeah. Because you, you hear all the various things that go on in society, and you only know your own circle, and everybody in your circle, for the most part, is, you know, within the range of normal. And you it's, wonder, how could somebody fall for that? Yeah. Or decide to do that, or get into that, or whatever. Well, it's a trip to the human zoo, oddly enough. I mean, these guys these guys think they're the zookeepers. They're the animals. And we're all walking by watching them. Well, I'm only three episodes in. It's six episodes total. Is that right? Uh, six or seven, I think. It's one okay. of those. Yeah, yeah. But I'm only halfway through. But at the point that I, I'm at, the fact that they, they, they have tigers has almost fallen by the wayside. I mean, it's just, it's like you said, it's the human zoo. Yeah, that Although, was the hook, I guess. It's a guy who has a whole bunch of tigers. Okay, fine, but it's just the freaking weirdos that are involved in the and their relationships and their marriages and their girlfriends and the the the, the thruples and their really questionable uh, online TV shows. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, their music videos. I'm sure there's a website somewhere for the best slash worst, uh, the same thing at the same time. You know what I'm talking about? Um, web shows. Because there, there have got to be some truly loathsome ones out there. How did I not know that thing existed while it was going on? Because right. like 40 people watched it when it happened. Well, yeah. right, yeah. But granted. people have been going back through the archives. They uh, One of the more uh, kind of quote-unquote viral ones was during uh, an ad that was about his presidential campaign. This was before he downgraded to just running for governor of his state. Oh, boy. Uh, one of the arguments he felt the need to make was the the classic "How come rappers get to say the n word and I can't?" What's up with that? Oh boy, argument. <laughs> it's good cause. Uh, so some companies are hiring like crazy right now. If this is of interest to you, for the obvious reasons, stay tuned. I'll I'll hit you with that list, and we'll have a link for you at the website as well. But quick note from our good friends and sponsors at Simply Safe Home Security. This is the home security system rated the best overall. By U.S. News and World Report. This is compared to the services you can hire. Yeah, and with this particular one, with Simply Safe, you install it yourself. You set it up in under an hour, so nobody's coming to your home and going to be there, you know, uh, installing it for you. And you're wondering if they got the corona. You're going to install it yourself. Your home is protected 24 seven with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire, and more. You can afford it. It's about fifty cents a day. No contracts. You're not locked in for a year or two years like a lot of these services you are. And you can customize your own system too. If you mostly want cameras, doorbell sensors, that sort of thing, or if you want motion sensors, they have it for you at simplysafe.com. It's easy to install, free sixty day risk free trial. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simply is spelled S I M P L I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Free shipping. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. So, uh, yeah, some companies are hiring like crazy. Um, <clears throat> and if you're looking for a gig, go to CVS. The drugstore announced plans to immediately hire 50,000 full-time, part-time, and temp workers. Want to work around sick people? Here's your chance. Well, and those who need, you know, Band-Aids. I kid. If you need a job, you need a job. Right. 
Seems like a good company anyway. GE Healthcare. Yeah, I might be there to buy uh, booze. My CVS has booze. Yeah, I bought some White Claw there the other day. What's White Claw? It's uh, the the hard uh, seltzer. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's delicious. It's my new golf course drink. I can't wait to see some stats on drinking because just following the up. Twitter. Up. <laughs> just no, I'm the them seriously. Yeah. Up and okay. and pot too. My, uh, significantly, my my buddy who's still in the the uh, selling beer, he said, "No, that it's crushing. I'm selling so much beer." Right okay. Really? Back to the jobs, you drunks. Uh, so uh, to, 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 to GE Healthcare, which makes all sorts of things from CTs, ultrasounds, mobile X-ray systems, patient monitors, ventilators. Seven Eleven is looking to fill twenty thousand positions for full time part and delivery jobs. Albertsons, parent company of Safeway, etc., looking to hire 30,000 store associates. Dollar General expects to hire 50,000 new workers by the end of April. Dollar Tree and Family Dollar hiring 25,000 full and part-time employees. Kroger, PepsiCo, Publix, Walgreens, Walmart. So a lot of pharmacies and grocery stores, obviously. Lowe's, Target, Amazon, Instacart, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's. uh, Delivery food. Yeah, Microsoft, OutSchool, Slack, Zoom, and others. We will uh, post this article for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Well, if we end up with uh, 30% unemployment, like some people say, that'll be uh, be scrambling for those jobs.